1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Me more. Sarp. Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter... Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor.
1: Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man.
2: On 1080 The Fan.
3: Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday today. We'll have one more week of football Sunday next week as we'll be previewing the Super Bowl between the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's and the Kansas City Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that guy Brady, or we should we
1: should talk about him a
3: little bit. Man. Well, I was saving it all for next week because okay. we'll have a full two-hour show to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, damn,
1: bro, like somebody.
3: I'm just going to go to a new team, a team that kind of sucks. And oh, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl my first year. Don't worry about it.
1: Well, did you hear what um I think it was Romo came out and said this week, sometime this week, is that uh Mahomes has to beat Brady, you know, if he wants to be considered the 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 greatest. He has to beat him in this game. I'm like, Mahomes has to win his second Super Bowl to be considered the greatest over the guy that's already won six. What? I think I think it means more
3: of like Mahomes to be considered the best. He now. has to beat Brady. And this the new dynasty guy. I mean I, right now Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Straight up. He is. But in terms of championships, obviously he does he has won.
4: <laughs> so also, it's not gonna
3: be a comparison.
4: You know, I know we weren't gonna talk about it, but just real quickly, if Mahomes goes to win like can five, six Super Bowls, you know what everybody will say at the end of his career? Couldn't beat Brady. If he doesn't win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he may be the greatest of all time, but he didn't beat Brady, so I don't think you can say he is. I
1: mean, even six Super Bowls. even That'll if he be wins a bad that, argument, like, though. Even if he wins that. And like People will use it, though. It's important to say, like, it's Brady went to, it, this, is, this is 11 Super Bowls?
4: 11? This is this number is 10. 10? This is 10? This is number 10 for him. Bro. This is 10? This is 10 Super Bowls. He was six for nine. Wow. Before this. So,
1: I mean, really, even if Mahomes rattles off four, you know what I'm saying, wins five, six, like, dude went to 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when is that ever be? he's been to more Super Bowls okay franchises.
3: But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We're just assuming Patrick Mahomes is going to win 5 or 6 Super Bowls?
1: I mean, that's the I mean, looking at what the dude is doing is it he's played in three straight AFC Championships. He's been the starter for three. You know when this happens? Madden. That's the only time that I can ever remember something like yeah. this happening. A guy that comes in, is drafted, wins the MVP, Three straight home, which I guess has never been done before. We found that out last week. Three straight home AFC championship games, which will have been two trips to the Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and say and assume that he wins this one. Like, seriously, Mahomes is instantly because people hate Brady. Let's be real. They they respect him, but most people. Yeah, he's hateable.
4: Yeah. And if it's not for D4 jumping off sides. You could be looking at Mahomes should have been in his third straight Super Bowl. Probably. they had taken on the probably. Goff and the Rams absolutely. in that one. You would probably say that they would have won that game. Well,
3: the Rams score. Well, <laughs> the difference would be that Bill Belichick wouldn't be scheming against the Rams offense, though, in that Super Bowl. Sure. So it might have been different. I just think it's incredibly hard to win over and over and over in the NFL. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely incredible. He is fantastic. He is the best quarterback in the league. Oh, my God, the devil scored in the first 20 seconds, and I'm very happy. Woo! (laughs) Okay. Um, He is the best quarterback in the NFL. And if he wins this year, he'll have two Super Bowl wins in a row, right? Last person to do that is Brady. It's fantastic. It's really, really hard to keep doing that in the NFL. Contracts change. Skill players change. The Patriots are really the only team that's been able to do it because they knew how to build cheap, and they knew how to win cheap and have like one or two guys who are getting paid a lot of money. Most of the league doesn't know how to do that. So to me, that's kind of where that's kind of where that question comes in, where it's like, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep winning like the Patriots did. I think what the Patriots did was a rare and special thing that may never happen again.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. But I think the reason it was able to happen is because Brady was giving money back. Like at no point in his career uh, was he ever the highest paid player in the league. You know, he consistently gave money back to the team to make sure that you can give, uh, you know, all these different guys, the Willie McGinnis and, you know, certain guys, their money so they can stay, you know, Ty Law and all those guys. So if quarterbacks are willing to do that, that's good. The one good thing that uh, the Chiefs did is they locked up Mahomes for 10 years. That's a core. That's a contract, and that's a that's a player that they don't have to worry about. You know, you are good with us for for this long. You it's not truly there. a ten-year deal, it's, though. It's, there's it's like not, some opt-outs, but, yeah, and there's some it's interesting not, I think stuff there's in the an middle. Out after like seven or something like that. So mind you. But either way, for the next seven years, for sure, the, including this year, you have Patrick Mahomes. So I think if you're the Chiefs, that part is already set up. You have your quarterback. The team with the best quarterback, the best coach, they typically win the Super Bowl. They typically compete. You know, and and do pretty well.
3: It's just so, I, I'm just saying. Just because the Patriots didn't doesn't mean there's always going to be another dynasty. Like there's not going to be like the NBA where it's dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. That doesn't really happen in the NFL. It doesn't. There are teams that are good for a while, but they don't get there every year. They don't win every year. Um, You know, you think back to the Cowboys in the nineties or the Packers, you know, they're, they're good teams, but they
1: don't win six back then. uh, Even, you know, historically in football, a dynasty is two championships, right? You get two championships or you, you at least compete for, you know, two and four years then you're a dynasty, you know? And I think that's what they now, like the Patriots, that's an unrealistic dynasty. You know, the, the Lakers and the Celtics, those are unrealistic dynasties. Nobody wins that much. You know what I mean? Like well, the NBA, NBA it's easier to have a NBA It is just because, but even still, they'll go through these droughts to where, man, neither one of those teams, you know, will win. To be fair, if if LeBron
3: stayed on one team, this whole career that team would be the same kind of dynasty as the Celtics and the Lakers. LeBron is a dynasty in himself.
1: Like LeBron is a dynasty in himself, wherever he goes, You know, it's gonna be the dynasty of the Heat and the Cavs and the That's just that's just the LeBron effect, and I think Mahomes is, I think he's close to to getting there, just because we he had regression, some regression towards the end of the season, and he was still great, like he was still awesome. Like he obviously fell out of the you know the MVP conversation just because Aaron Rodgers was was so damn good at that point, but Mahomes takes times to remind people that ah yeah I'm still dope, and you still can't stop me.
3: All right. Blazers coming up next. I want to play the clip of uh, Damian Lillard's game winning three before we get to hate it or love it. This is sports Sunday on the fan.
2: Weekend sports with a difference. This is sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080. The fan. (laughs)
3: <laughs> this is a great record it is absolutely is
1: all right from eminem's best album just saying one
3: of his best albums his best album it's probably his best
1: <laughs> marshall mathers absolutely front to back absolutely
3: it's my second favorite from him i, lo- I love Eminem
1: show i love it i listened to that, that album so many times this album was great we're gonna spend a lot of time on music this album was great because this was his big middle finger, his f u to everybody. Like, mm. his first album came out, and it was taking Vicodin and, and, and uh, all, like, all types of like all A lot of, of stuff we stuff. Can't, say of stuff you can't say on the radio. A lot of stuff we can't say on the radio, doing all type of stuff. Like, killed his baby mom, and it was like, man, bro, you're crazy. And everybody, oh, was, down, was, this album. And everybody was down on Eminem, and he said, oh, you didn't like that? That was too that was too much I'm for gonna you? I'm going to do it again. The first song on there was a song called Kill You. <laughs> and the chorus didn't even rhyme. It just said, Shady will kill you. Like, that was genius.
3: Well, and then he had the song and literally then Stan, called "Kim," and then Stan which is was, the most disturbing song of all time. And then
1: "Stan" was the very next song on that album. Like that, the way that album wrote, I was like, "You are a genius, bro. You're a genius." Shout out to Slim Shady.
3: He is a genius. He's very well. He's not really good anymore, but he was very he good. He can
1: still rap. He's not making. He's not good at making albums. That's, no, that's a
3: but he does. Yeah, he is still. He's still a good lyricist, but his albums are no longer great. I try <laughs> every time he comes out with them. I'm like, "Ooh, let me see." And there's like one song I like. No, I'm good. But generally, no. All right, Joe, you got the clip ready for uh, for last night's game winner. I do. Let's uh, let's hear Jordan Kent and Lamar Heard on NBC Sports Northwest. Blow out your eardrums <laughs> when Damian Lillard did what he does.
2: Dame with forty one, Gary Trent Jr. to jump against a two time slam dunk champion. Blazers get the tip. Five seconds left. Covington trying to get it to Dame. He puts it on the floor. Step back three from Dame. Oh, oh, oh! painted Damian oh, Lillard. Winner in Chicago, back to back threes to break the heart of the Bulls. The crazy part
3: about that. First of all, I took my headphones out because i I watched <laughs> it on my phone and it hurt my ears. So I had to take my headphones out.
4: I think we have snare in our headphones. Uh, we
1: do <laughs> I have the term on my, my headphones down is
3: sure. when, when the guy, this is in all sports right now. When the team is on the road and they are not at the arena. The ability for them to blow out the microphones is so much higher because they're just sitting in a quiet studio, and this is not. I've heard it with other announcers and clips that I've listened to. Is when it's a road game, it's so strange because there's no roar of the crowd to block that out. It's just them in a room, oh! and I love that Lamar Heard now has just become like a screaming uh, color guy. His color an- analysis on game winning shots is. Ah! <laughs> and i just laugh every time because he gets very excited
1: i i love it and shout out to jordan kent you know what i'm saying jordan kent was an amazing athlete here in oregon for those who don't know we we were in the same year in high school and we competed against each other in track and field and that son dude, of earning kent that dude is uh, was a was a beast in, he's also like the nicest
3: human being apparently to ever live on earth
1: jordan kent is a good dude man so shout out to jordan Kent. super happy for that guy to for an oregon boy to be the one that kind of gives the play-by-play for the Blazers. So well, shout-out to Jordan. Kim.
3: He and Lamar Heard both. Absolutely. Local Lamar guys, Hurd, good man. guys. Oregon you know? State,
1: man, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of both of those dudes. Lamar Heard's huge in the community, too. Absolutely, man. Two brothers from, from, from this area that are really doing their thing. So I, I really appreciate them. But I thought that that shot is Damian Lillard in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Man, Because it, it was two shots. Absolutely. Two 2 back-to-back shots and just ice water in that dude's veins. Man, he's, he's – <laughs> As Rick James would say, he's cold as ice, man. He just goes out there and does everything that he's supposed to do. And I know I was kind of knocking on Dame for the first couple weeks of the season because I was just kind of wondering where our superstar was. Like, where is the guy that just comes out there and but no nonsense He's going to do his thing, is going to take his shots and not be – and he was deferring a lot. But I think a lot of that was to make sure CJ got, you know, got his points, and what he did, and CJ really became – in my opinion, CJ's an all-star. He won't make the team this year because of injuries. But in my opinion, CJ is an all-star. Well, he this, was this was an all-this
3: was his all-star year. He was frankly an MVP candidate when he got hurt early probably, but he, probably, he was yeah. in that conversation yeah. early. So,
1: you know, it, it sucks for him, but uh to see this team be down because when by the time they got down in the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, well, the game's over. Because we've seen this happen too many times. You've blown the lead, now you get to the fourth, and you just kind of let it go at this point. This has been the story of the Blazers, even prior to uh, the injuries with with you know with all the guys, so I just kind of assumed the game was over. This is a get back game for Chicago because you know they got the well they got the Bulls last time they played. So no, the Bulls won that game. Yeah, well yeah that's, oh, that's right. Remember okay, Levine yeah. hit the big three. That's right. So so this was a, the, the game that the Blaze actually needed, and so for them to be down and actually come back and like because we knew because they blew come. the lead because remember they were they up blew, by 20 yeah, up early 20. in the game and then they got to the third quarter and it was like okay they're, they're still good but then
3: the problem is with all the injuries they don't really have a solid bench unit that you can trust so they just
1: destroy the leads. defense wanes towards you know once they know they have a big lead i think there's a little they get a little lax like okay we can take our foot off the off the gas a little bit well, and right that's now they don't the really team. have
3: any good defenders there so. you go
1: you know and with i think robert covington being back was you know Helpful. was important because him not being around, you know, for a little bit was, you know, you can tell defensively he brings something else to the table, man. Well, he and Derek Jones Jr.
3: Derek Jones Jr. is fantastic. Absolutely.
1: But defensively, those two guys bring a different look for the Blazers that I don't think we've seen in a really long time.
3: I think what this game showed was, well, first of all, if you didn't see the game, Blazers were down by five with 11 seconds to go. Willard hit a 37 foot three. Gary Trent Jr. I believe Forced a jump ball on Zach Levine, which Bulls fans are calling a foul. Uh, it would seem like a borderline call. I mean, I'm going to go with the jump ball because it, it helped the Blazers. On the jump, he outjumps Zach Levine. It's tipped around a little bit. Covington gets it to, to Dame. And on a fadeaway being guarded by the much taller Laurie Markkinen, one, one foot jump fadeaway drains the three to win the game. He scored six points in nine seconds, basically, and completely turned the game around. What this was is this is the reason why I think the Blazers will be okay while they wait for CJ and Nurk to get back is it's going to be ugly sometimes, um, especially with the Covington and Derek Jones stuff that's going on and Rodney hood still having kind of a minutes restriction is you're going to have losses to teams that you should beat that you are better than, but because of the injuries, it's going to be bad. It's going to be tough, but with Dame, you know, you're still going to be in the game. You know, he's still going to be able to put up 40 points. You know, he's going to be able to hit clutch shots and because of that, I think they'll be able to kind of stay where they are, stay in the five, six, seven range in the playoffs. And when CJ and Nurk come back, which is you know not going to be too long into the season, they'll still have plenty of time left. Is when they'll be able to make that push again back to hopefully where we all thought they could finish in the top four. Maybe that's unrealistic, but because of Damian Lillard doing what he does, I think they'll be able to stay in that in that in that zone. Plus the West right now. Behind the Lakers, and I guess the Clippers, too. The Clippers are playing pretty well.
4: Don't forget about the Jazz.
3: The Jazz are Oh, that's right. That's a team that nobody's
1: talking about. Well, it's
3: because they won 11 in a row.
1: Yeah, no, that's a team that nobody is is talking about. Donovan Mitchell, and we talked about this, like, during the playoffs, uh, quietly probably one of the best players in the league. Nobody ever brings up Donovan Mitchell's name as one of the best guards, one of the best perimeter players, one of the best two-way players. In he's the kind league. of
3: getting like, Damian lillard a little bit. He really, really Small market, begin, great beginning player. Beginning of
1: his career, absolutely. Like, now it, Dame is undeniable. Like, he's done so much through his career as far as making he's big inevitable. shots. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Snap the fingers. There it goes. I like how all three, of us, all three <laughs> of us do it, you know. So, I think Dame is one – I remember – Saying on the show a while ago, and I talked about it earlier, how I thought Dane would probably never make the All-Star team just because there were so many great guards in the West. And this is a time, where obviously, Westbrook and Chris Paul were really in the Western Conference and, and big deals at that point. Man, fast forward here three or four years, it's it's Dame, Luca, and um, in my opinion, probably... Uh, Donovan Mitchell as Jamal far as the best guards in the in the West, Jamal Murray is good. Jamal Murray is steph great. Curry, of course. Steph Curry, okay. Steph. So those three. But if I'm boy- if I'm voting for Devin starters Booker. right now, Devin Booker is my guy. But if I'm voting for starters right now <laughs> for the All Star game, I'm just I'm, keep them. <laughs> I'm picking Damon. I'm picking Damon probably Luca because you look at Luca's numbers and it's the it's impossible to say though. that. But the maps are terrible. But the Warriors are good, but they're not great either. So I'll probably take Luca in that starting
2: spot.
3: Well. To my, my point, yeah, you're right about the Jazz. I forgot they won eleven in a row. They're actually in first in the West right now. Um, I don't know if I fully believe in the Jazz. Any team can go on a long winning streak, so we'll see. But except the Blazers, uh, well, they've done it before too. Mine. I'm going to just say minus the Clippers and the Lakers, and right now the Jazz are up there. The Nuggets are eleven and eight. The Grizzlies are eight and six. The Suns are ten and eight. The Blazers are ten and eight. The Warriors are eleven and nine. The Spurs are eleven and nine. The Rockets are nine and nine, and so on and so forth. It's a bunched up conference. So as long as the, as the Blazers just tread water and sit in that five six seven eight range until CJ and Nurk come back, I think it's going to be fine. And because you have Dam, I think you'll be able to do that. Also, Ennis Cantor is an MFing beast, and I know he doesn't play very good defense, but he's trying on defense, which is important, and, man, he is – He's hungry, hungry hippos around the rim. Offensive rebounds, nom nom nom. I'll say this: the Blazers, Easy putbacks, nom nom nom. The Blazers it's delightful. have gotten
1: further with Cantor than they have with Nurkic. I'll say that. I mean, you say for whatever reason. So you can take that how you want to, but the Blazers have shown. Well,
3: Nurk's been hurt both times. Okay, so.
1: either way, either way. The key to abil- uh, uh, ability is availability. You know that is true. So and 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 Cantor is there for for the Blazers, and when he's been there, he's been a big part of what they do. Like you, you're right defensively can't guard anyone offensively at, he's least, he's, better. at least he's, he's trying, trying. Though. and he's trying he's getting better but offensively uh, i don't know if there are a lot of big men in the league that are as uh, talented around the rim as nurk i mean it's incredible me, he is
3: it's incredible because you get used to the pick and roll with nurk and nurk sometimes is good at finishing and sometimes does stupid stuff uh whereas Cantor on the pick and roll is like he's automatic Dane finds him and he's just like oh Here's a little floater. Up, oh, got myself with my left hand up. Got my right hand up there, too. I'm really, really confident with both. Oh, here's a great spin move around two defenders. And, up there's a wide open layup. And the, the offensive boards, man, he's just such a he's such a beast. It's you know so, it it so I, much fun to I watch. I think
1: Nurkic, I think him being hit in the face as much as he was hit in the face towards his first couple years as a Blazer. It still happens, that, too. I, it does. I think that kind of messes with the psych. Remember with the Bosnian beast? Remember, that's what we called him when he first got here for the first because he was just dunk on anybody and wasn't scared. Then he got a tooth knocked out, and he got, I think, his nose broken or something like that in between there. And then it was like, uh, after that, it's layups and little short-arm little short, little short arm bunnies and stuff at the at the rim. like, I need you to go up strong. And nurk, And excuse me, I can keep doing that. Cantor is actually in the game doing that.
3: We did get a text that said Stoss is going to cost him some games by leaving Melo in when he obviously should be on the bench. Well, I love Carmelo Anthony. I love Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Syracuse guy I am he is you know it's it's fantastic Mello is killing this team right now I mean he is good as a spot-up three-point shooter but the amount of times I look at a box score and it's like Mello's three for 11 and he's hit two threes and I'm like oh so he's missed every mid-range jumper fadeaway that he's taken and they keep giving him the ball in the post one-on-one and he just chucks up shots Melo is a good, at this point in his career, he is a good spot-up on the catch, on the bounce, three-point shooter. Beyond that, I don't want him touching the ball. And I know that Neil O'Shea said we're going to protect his legacy, and I know there's some pressure for that, and it's not Stott's fault that he's keeping in. It's probably a little bit more than just that. But, my God, you have to see what's happening. Some of these lulls, when they go down by, you know, they, they, they give up these big runs, Melo's just chucking up shot after shot. Brick, brick, brick. They hit two threes, and all of a sudden the lead's down to one. And it's like, just let him be a spot up guy. Put him out there with Damon's in when CJ's back, and just don't let him shoot by himself. Just let him catch on on the three. I love Mello, but my God, no, it's it's been it's sick. It's almost sickening to watch at this point.
1: Yeah, he's you know he's chucking up shots. He, you know it's it's old mellow You know braided mellow and I think he's got these braids back in, and he's kind of thinking he's back in Denver and he's number fifteen again, and he can just pull up from from anywhere, but. But one thing we'll say is when Melo, when he's hitting and that shot is going in, he's a huge asset to what this Blazers team can be.
4: It's almost like last year was like a gift and a curse because he got that confidence back hitting shots and playing really, 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 really well and showing that he can still be in this league but he can still be in this league in a certain role. Not as like you said, braided mellow back in wearing 15 in Denver. That's not who he is anymore.
3: I, but a lot of that problem is, because they said they're going to protect his legacy. Right. That was a huge part of Neil O'Shea saying that's, that's why he came here was because he wanted those minutes and he wanted to take his shots. And I almost feel like because of the promise, I feel like Stotts is kind of handcuffed a little bit. Like you got to give mellow his shots. That's part of the deal.
1: Melo makes a lot of them doesn't he hasn't made them as of late you it's, know, a,
3: it's not been that great <laughs> yeah
1: as as of late he hasn't made them as of late but the he, one thing we know Mello every can like do, fifth
3: game he'll have a hot game and you're like okay cool thanks Melo, for your 20 points but the other four it's it's hard like you can't have that every five games and then keep doing it poorly it's just frustrating that's all it's frustrating because i love him and want to do want him to do well and he's just he's just not the same player as he was
1: i know he's come through all. for the blazers at at points, and I think he can t- he will continue to do that. I just think right now with with no CJ and, and no Nurkic, like you need some scoring. It's got to come from somewhere, right? And, and well, give a, it to
3: Gary Trent Jr.
1: Okay, and that's fine. And Gary Trent he played well last night. You he's know, been g- playing uh, well. but
3: and Simon's has been playing well the last few games. All of a too. sudden,
1: man, good because I was about to get Simon's. I was about to say, hey, man, you got you to gotta ship him out or something because he hasn't been playing well for last little bit. But you know that's Olche's project. Remember, he's that's also 19, guy. He's nineteen. So. He's well. He's like twenty one
3: now no he he's 19 he's
1: not 19
3: he was 18 when he was drafted last year
1: that was like two years or two
3: ago. years ago okay so he's 20 yeah, now sure so. he's still 20 he's still <laughs> he's, he's oh, that's two years
1: of of on you know uh, of work experience he should be good now
3: all right let's uh, get to hate it or love it that is coming up next first joe sports yeah.
2: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: All right, that music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. Joe poses us some questions. I get confused about what segment it is because Joe is a producer on two shows now that I do, <laughs> and uh, the winner gets to host the last segment. So, uh, what do you got for us today, Joseph the Third?
4: I love and hate Food Network. And oh, I'm, I love it. I mean, it's it's fantastic because it's all of it looks so good, but I hate it because it all looks so good and I know that's like, damn, I can't make that. Did you sure turn you the can. TV on well, and it I was can, still on Food is...
3: Network from Friday when I was in here? It
4: always is. I don't nice. think Will turns on the TV on Saturday, so yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always Pioneer Woman for me Sunday mornings. <laughs> it's <the> same show. <laughs>
3: Yeah, if there's no sports on on Saturdays, I just throw on diners driving some dives in there because it's just, like, fun to look over and look at juicy-looking burgers every once in a while.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Pioneer Woman, she is is throwing it down in the kitchen, as as they say. Is that what they say? I think. Who's they? Anyways. uh, All right. Let's get to NFL quarterbacks. One trade went down, one possibly looming. We've talked about Deshaun Watson, but there was a recent report, I believe it from his Shefty over that ESPN, that not only Deshaun Watson, but it's possible that J.J. Watt has played his Mm. last game as a Houston Texan. So hate it or love it, Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt will both be on different teams next season.
3: Wow. Um I'm going to say love because I really think Deshaun Watson is going to force the Texans hands. I really, really do. I know they want to keep him. I know they want to repair the relationship, but from everything I've heard, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in the higher ups in that organization. That's kind of weird and creepy. And I think there's a, there's a general vibe from the vets on the team that are just like, I don't want to be on this team anymore. I don't want to be a part of whatever's going on. It's going into the crapper we hired a random head coach that nobody had on any list. Free agents are not going to sign here. It's just a bad place. So I'm going to say love. I think they're both going to leave. I think J.J. Watt will leave. He wants to get a chance to win a Super Bowl before his career is over. He's getting old, and he's getting hurt a lot. So he's going to want, to want he's going to want one of those trades where you get to one of the contenders. And I think they're going to be forced to trade Watson. I think he's going to sit, sit himself out long enough that they're going to say, fine, we can't afford not to have you and not get something back, and they're going to trade him. Everybody who wants to get traded eventually gets traded. It's just, it just seems to work that way. There's, there's your point. There you go. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to say love. I think they both will be gonzo at some point next year.
1: Uh, man, I'm going to hate that. Uh, I think Houston is in a, a really bad spot right now. And because they're in such a bad spot, there's no way they're going to let go of two of their franchise Cornerstones. Now, we already know what JJ, J.J. Watt means to the city of Houston. All the things that he's done for Houston through the floods and everything else. J.J. Watt, on top of being a beast for the past, well, not necessarily the past few years, but prior to that, he's really been the person that's made Houston Texans football even watchable, even a little bit. And then, insert Deshaun Watson, and you've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I don't think Houston is going to be as dumb to let both of them go during <laughs> the same year. Like, I mean, it's one thing. You still have to sell tickets. Hopefully, you still have to sell tickets at some point. And losing Deshaun Watson, that's already going to be a big uh, coup. But honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the asking price is going to be too high that Houston is going to make up, that a lot of teams are just going to say, forget it. And I honestly think Deshaun Watson will be a Houston Texan next year. If anybody gets traded, I think it's going to be easier to trade J.J. Watt, somebody who's been on the decline, somebody whose contract isn't as much as it used to be. And so they can probably get some type of uh, trade value as far as a draft pick or maybe a a nice younger player um, in in return. They already have Zach Cunningham. They have Terrell, uh, Terrell Adams there in Houston. So they've got some guys that can make some plays as far as tackling and, and, and stopping the rush or stopping the quarterback. They do need some more, and I think maybe uh, another piece could do that, and I think J.J. Watt can get you another piece, but I think they're going to ask for way too much for Deshaun Watson. He will be a Texan next
4: All right. Moving on to the team that landed a big quarterback in a trade, the L.A. Rams. Everybody talked about how great their defense was last year. They got some great wide receivers. And a good point that was brought up, I believe, by uh, Dan Orlovsky was that for the first time in his career, he might have a rushing game as well because that's something that the Lions never had. So the Rams,
3: (laughs) hey, they had Adrian Peterson last year. Oh, oh, oops. I forget about AP.
4: (laughs) Joyke Bell. (laughs) Carry on, Johnson. (laughs) So, Joik Bell, great pull. (laughs) <laughs> Joike Bell. Yeah. I know really. Jesse somewhere loving that. <laughs> Javed best. Anyone? Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, good yeah, one. Javed. Former uh- cowboy there. <laughs> L.A. Rams. Hater to love it. They will be in the playoffs next season. Love it. What? Um, love it. Yeah, love it. <laughs>
1: Obviously, I mean, to, to the team that you have to beat in your division is the Seahawks. Although those pesky um, Cardinals look like they're kind of making their, their turn. Whenever you get a player like Hopkins and you have a, a young uh, quarterback like they do, they have a chance to do something. But this is still the Rams division uh, to lose. The, the Rams are already set up to be probably the best team overall in the NFC uh, West Man, Russell Wilson, it's 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 Russell Wilson or bust for Seattle. So that's the usually the way that goes. If he doesn't play great, then Seattle's not gonna win. We've seen uh, the Rams win in spite of Jared Goff. And now you put a guy in there that's actually a better passer and is a little more I don't want I to call him durable because he's actually been in there and played with messed up backs and played with messed up knees and messed up shoulders and has only missed really two seasons of not playing, not playing a full 16 games. So, yes, absolutely, they'll make the playoffs. Also, they'll even win their division. Don't be surprised if with this roster, Matt Stafford has the best year of his career and they maybe even go 13-3 and three or something like that and win and actually are the number one seed in the NFC? Uh, in the NFC, I can honestly see this happening with this team next
3: year. Oh, uh, I love it too. The only thing that Rashad didn't mention is is key to remember is that the Niners were only bad because of injuries this year, and if they make a move for one of these quarterbacks, they're going to be a much better team next year too. The NFC West is going to be an absolute dogfight because you. What you mentioned, you've got the Cardinals, who I think last year I was slightly. I, was, I felt like I was a year off. I thought the Cardinals were about to pop last year, and they were good but not great. Um, the Rams are still going to be. I think the best team in the division, obviously the Seahawks are going to be in the playoff hunt and the Niners are going to be good again too. But yeah, I I love, I think they're going to, the Rams will be the first place team in the NFC West. I think Matt Stafford gives them stability at a position that they haven't had stability at. And when I say stability, I don't mean one quarterback, which has been the case, but Jared Goff is super inconsistent. Whereas Stafford is very consistent. He doesn't have a ton of bad games. He's a gunslinger. He does have a bit of Brett Favre in him. He does throw a little bit too many picks sometimes or a little bit uh, kind of crazy passes where you're like, ah, I don't know if I love that you threw that ball and it went to the other team. But generally, you know what you're getting with Matt Stafford. You're getting a good quarterback who can throw the ball down the field and he's a tough guy and he's going to help you win. And you couldn't really say the the same thing about Jared Goff. So love that he makes the playoffs. I think the Rams are going to win the division with Stafford there as well. So double love. And uh, it's going to be one hell of a division. I'm excited to watch that next year. Hopefully not as many injuries so that every team can play to their full potential.
4: All right. And with uh, football Sunday somewhat coming to an end in the next couple of weeks, we make our transition to the rest of the sports world. And we kind of talked about this in the Blazers segment, but there are three teams in the West that are really showing out the Lakers Clippers. And of course the Utah jazz on their 11 game win streak. And when you look at the rest of the league, even the Eastern conference, you wonder, hate it or love it. The three best teams in the NBA are all in the West. Mm. Got teams like the 76ers leading the East right now. Yeah,
3: I'm going to say love. Uh, look, Rashad gave the, the East a little bit of love earlier. And yeah, they are definitely better teams in the East than there have been. But I don't really buy the 76ers. The Nets have a certainly terrifying offensive trio. But defensively, they can't stop anybody. Those games are like 145 to 140. The Bucs are still good, but the Bucs seem weird this year. It feels like some of the moves they made haven't clicked so far. You know, bringing Drew Holiday in to play with Giannis. Giannis is kind of in his own head about shooting. He's kind of lost his ability to even be have any fake confidence about shooting. He just can't. Um, I mean, the Pacers, the Celtics, I think, are going to be good eventually. Hawks, yeah, I mean, no, I don't buy any of those teams. It's the Lakers number one. It's the Clippers number two. And it's the Jazz number three for me in, t- in that order of term in terms of best teams. Especially because the Jazz just won 11 in a row, so absolutely love it's the West.
1: Uh, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate that, man. Uh, because even though they're not first place in their division. Uh, the conference, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are a better team than anybody uh, ever thought they would be. Uh, they've won their last four in a row. They beat the Heat twice. They've beat the Thunder. They've beat the, the Hawks. So those are teams that are at least competing, at least two of which are competing in the Eastern Conference. Uh, it's going to be really, like, name another team that's going to be able to match up with Kevin Durant, Kevin um, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, once Spencer Dinwiddie comes back, DeAndre Jordan, that is a team from top to bottom that nobody wants to see. We've already seen Kevin Durant and two times in the finals get the best of LeBron James. It wasn't Steph Curry, it wasn't Klay Thompson. It was Kevin Durant that was giving it to LeBron James. We know that on his own, James Harden is good enough to lead the Houston Rockets all the way to the NBA Conference Finals. So well, together, we know what these guys knew. Kyrie is a big shot maker. There's not really a whole lot that you can say about Kyrie. I don't think he's the leader of any of those other guys, but Kyrie is definitely still an asset. And then you got some of those other guys, like you mentioned, Steve Steve Nash. We haven't talked about some of the best coaching in the NBA. For somebody to take all these three crazy personalities Put them together and make it work. Thus far in the into the season, man has been brilliant by Steve Nash. This team is playing really well, especially after dropping two in a row to to Cleveland. They won four straight before that. They won four straight, so they just go on these big streaks. I think the Brooklyn Nets are probably the third best team in the league after the Lakers and probably after the Clippers, maybe even before the Clippers.
4: Okay, I had another ES, uh, ESPN NBA related. Hate or love it, but uh, went hot route because got a report from NBC Sports in Boston. Boston, Boston. That Matt Stafford during the trade talks, he told the Detroit Lions, <laughs> "Hey, no, no, trading to everyone but the Patriots. Not Do not, not trade me to the New England Patriots. <laughs> I get it.
3: That's fantastic.
4: Uh, so hate it or love it, Bill Belichick will cost the Patriots chance, uh, a chance at being a contender again."
1: Uh, quite possibly uh, love it because mm. here's the what we know, the Patriot way and as a Patriots fan, uh, it's not necessarily to, to cater to the players. It's all about the coaches and the scheme and everything and Bill Belichick is one of those guys that feels like his scheme is better than any player and so he can just trade any player and make sure that uh, they're not as as important to the roster. And that's how a lot of these players end up feeling. We've seen the Patriots let go of, man, guys that will become Hall of Fame guys. And they've just kind of let them go to save money or whatever because Belichick believes that it's all about the system. Once that news gets out there among other players, uh, it kind of turns people off. The Patriot way means, uh, not being about yourself, not being about your stats, not being about any of that other stuff. And some guys love their stats, and they love those things because that's how they're able to get money. So it doesn't shock. And then nobody wants to – he played in Detroit in a dome, uh, still probably really bad weather out there for for his division. Nobody wants to go and play in New England for eight games and when it's snowing uh, in December. Like, that's not fun for Matt Stafford, especially as you're toward the end of his career. If you notice, any player that's been traded, any veteran player that's traded, they're always traded to a warm weather city. Tom Brady played in New England forever. He got traded to, um, or excuse me, he, he left and went to Tampa Bay. You know, that worked for everybody but Joe Montana, who went to somebody like, you know, Kansas City. But either way, I definitely... Getting a message here. Uh, I I definitely uh, don't see that
4: happen. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. What does what the hater love, Joe? It's... Bill Belichick will cost the Patriots yeah. chances at being a contender. Again. I love it.
3: Uh, I'm going to say hate. I think uh, the only thing... What's going on with the music? I think the only thing is that I don't want to use one year as an overreaction without Tom Brady as to what Bill Belichick is as a coach. He's still an amazing coach. He's probably the best coach of all time or one of them, at least um, in the NFL. So I don't want to overreact and be like, you know, he's just going to be the reason that nobody shows up there. I think Stafford's personality doesn't fit that. I think we've seen Stafford's personality and I could not see him playing for the Patriots and kind of being under Bill Belichick's thumb. But I can see other good, maybe calmer quarterbacks, maybe more willing to be coached, going there. And he's still a great coach. He's going to build a good team. He's going to build a team again that's going to be good enough to get back to the playoffs. It's the first year without Brady. They took the shot on Cam Newton. Didn't work out. There are definitely holes in that team. But I'm not going to go ahead and say he's never going to make the playoffs again. Or he or he's the reason they're going to cost them getting players to make the playoffs again. Uh, give him a couple years. I think they'll be able to get back there.
1: He's like 70. So? so i mean at this point i Pete think carol's like be, 73 uh, at this point i think he might be i mean p Carroll was a young 73 though he's jogging around he's chewing gum he's clapping like <laughs> not not belichick you know he's not doing any of those things all right joe rashad Lincoln's. two weeks in a row you are the winner Whoa.
3: Did, i did not see that coming i did one of did your you? questions you got like four points oh I was that's like awesome. oh boy, i'm not coming back from that's now. awesome i <laughs> couldn't
1: hear my headphones uh uh, coming up next, somebody asked about Dame's legacy. Let's talk about it. Why not? Next year on The Fan. Are you?
2: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: This is Royal Rumble Day. I don't know what that means. That means the WWE Royal Rumble is today, and the winner is going to main event WrestleMania, which is the biggest, let's just call it the biggest payday of a wrestler's year. Okay. And so if you get to the main event WrestleMania, that means you're the top of the card, you're the main event.
3: But it's all scripted, right? It's all scripted. So the person already knows they're making main event WrestleMania. Not really. Not really
1: not Mike. really not really sometimes in some cases like with this big event some guys don't find out until they get to the arena hey man you're gonna win the night really yeah that's a lot of times that's how these like Some some I things would,
3: aren't there like like screenplays and like what you're doing like,
1: sometimes but sometimes those things change you know they they change because you know what this in this city this guy's gonna get a better response or whatever we're gonna give it to him or we're gonna do this so that's how a lot of those things are done if you watch the documentary about Andre the Giant uh he talks about his match with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three, or they talk about his match and how, you know, Hulk Hogan laid out this whole plan. This is what's going to happen. You're going to do this, this and this. And Andre's like, Oh, well, we'll see. We'll, you know, you never know just because they don't, you know, things are scripted. They know how they should end, but we'll see about everything in between there. But I
3: did watch something very interesting, by the way, speaking of wrestling, Uh, this is not something I knew. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be more fascinating for those of you who watched wrestling growing up. Um, I didn't Um, realize the undertaker never broke character. Never he has now
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh he is he's decided to be himself uh hot ones he did a hot ones episode
1: yeah that was a good one
3: i just watched it yesterday it's a little couple months old now that's really interesting to watch him just talk like a normal person because i didn't know that he was always in character
1: no yeah that was and just like grunting you know and whenever he was you know in the airport and they'd be doing stuff he's wearing his all black and everything he wanted to maintain this illusion that the undertaker was you know these guys very seldom do these guys get called by their actual name. You know, like most of them go by their stage name or whatever their ring name is. Mm-hmm. So he really, really, you know, took that character to heart and never dropped it. And so it's been really cool for me as a wrestling fan or somebody who watched it forever to listen to him tell these stories and all these things about all of them. I'm like, wow, that he that told happens? some cool stories on hot yeah. Ones, yeah. So, you know, so that that's that's pretty cool. Um, one person who might be able to tell some cool stories about his time as a blazer. Damian Lillard. My guy, Chris in Portland. Shout out to my man. What a shoehorn right there. Yeah, right? Damian Lillard has. With, with like two minutes how left many in the show. Dudes, how many dudes <laughs> have as many game winners as Damian Lillard has? Somebody asked what his legacy was. I think he was only time.
3: his third official game winning shot because there was like a buzzer beating game winning shot. That's the third in his so career. So are we
1: going to count like, you know, uh, go ahead shots and just stuff like that to take the lead and win the game? Are we going to count those or?
3: I mean, that doesn't count in that stat, but. Yeah, I mean, he is a very clutch player, of course.
1: There's a there's a YouTube clip, or it's like 20 minutes, of Dame's like top 30 plays or something like that. And I was looking at how many just game-winning shots he had. Maybe not buzzer beaters, but just shot for the game. Man, he's got so many of those in his career. And as I think about Blazers who've done that, I, I've, I don't know if we've ever had a guy that's as clutch as Damian Lillard. No, n- there's not. never been a dude on this team Clyde Drexler in my opinion is still the greatest blazer of all time anybody who took you to two finals is the best ever but there's never ever ever been a dude with as much confidence as Damian Lillard like we've got to do right by him for over the next couple of years or I'm going to be honest we're going to lose him.
3: did you see Clyde's uh, fit going around social media I didn't the other was day it awful dude was wearing like full like fur it
1: looked like did you see Scottie Pippen's braids though no. Oh my gosh! Not a great look. His wife got him tripping out here. Look at because because uh, Clyde is the Rockets color
3: analyst, right? Yes. So I think it was before the Blazers-Rockets game a couple of nights ago. Someone took a picture of him. Dude was dressed like a pimp, straight I love up, it. straight I love up it. like a pimp. He's
1: in Houston, baby. You ever been to Houston? <laughs> no. Hey, man. There are certain places that that that, that you just gotta dress. That's acceptable. Apart. Yes.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back next week, nine to eleven. It'll be a full Super Bowl preview-esque show and i'm sure there's going to be some other nfl news as it uh, seems like a lot of stuff is about to be changing across the teams that are not in the super bowl but you got mahomes versus brady and we'll get to dive into it next week come join us if you missed any of the show today let's show up tires podcast is where you can find it on 1080 the fan.com radio.com app apple podcast google play everywhere you can find podcasts for the most part and uh, have a very good rest of your sunday and we'll see you next week